The Twins dropped the series opener to Cleveland, fell behind 7-0, came almost all the way back final from Target Field to 7-6. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Saturday, September 10th. Oh, actually, it's it's Friday, September 9th, now leaking into Saturday. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, it's football season and October baseball is here. Head over to Bet Online. It is where the game starts. They have you covered for everything you're looking for. Football, baseball, the NHL, the NBA, all around the corner. Head over to Bet Online. It is where the game starts. Brandon, takeaway from a 7 6 Twins loss in the series opener uh, to Cleveland. The Twins just make too many mistakes to overcome where they are in terms of what players are healthy, what teams they're facing, and all that. And they came, they made it close. They came real close tonight. And Carlos Correa basically willed them back into the game. But it was too little, too late, and it's frustrating because this Twins team should be competitive. They should be just fine in a pretty weak division, and yet they just let too many games slip away like they did tonight. Lost three out of four in New York. They lose the opener here to Cleveland, and uh, Jacob says tough loss, but your starter can't give up, I assume, seven runs. Yeah, so they just came back with seven runs there. Dylan Bundy gives up seven runs, and actually – We've seen, I think, the best version of Dylan Bundy since the COVID season before tonight. He had a stretch where he was putting together some good starts. You know, not great, far from perfect, but enough to give the Twins a chance to win. And he did exactly the opposite of that tonight. Brandon gave up two home runs to Oscar Gonzalez. This game was 4-0 in the first inning. Gives up seven. Just kind of put the Twins out of it from the get-go. I mean, I think we've seen why less is more for Dylan Bundy this season is why it's why Rocco Baldelli has pulled him despite, you know, 66 pitches in five innings or, or whatever, you know, just, a, that's just a random hypothetical is he he's doesn't have the stuff he used to have. And so he has to get by on grit and guile and whatever other G word you want to use for it. And so, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's a backend starter with a four, six, eight ERA. So to that extent, he's pretty much done his job, but, it's been a matter of, um, you know, can you keep him from getting overexposed down the stretch here when you've got some pretty important games to win? And I think, too, maybe give uh, we got to give Aaron Sanchez some uh, some credit. He did a pretty nice job in relief. Yeah, Aaron Sanchez did a nice job, as Brandon said, in relief of Dylan Bundy to fill some innings, eat some innings. Giovanni Moran pitched the scoreless ninth inning. The Twins just couldn't uh, couldn't get a run against Emmanuel Classe there. Their best chance was in the eighth against Karen Chuck with Miranda at second, Nick Gordon at the plate. He popped out, and that was it. Uh, the tying run left out at second. But they were one swing away, one hit away from tying this game. Uh, you know, Brandon, you and I have sat here a lot this year when they've been in spots like that, and they haven't tied the game or they haven't taken the lead, and they end up losing. And it feels like at a certain point, we're in September, they got they to gotta get that hit. You know, they need to find a way to get that hit. And it feels like too many times this year, the opponent has gotten that hit against the Twins in the late innings. 
Yeah, whether it's a jam shot or they find the gap, whatever reason, it just seems like the Twins have not been able to to find those spots this season in their favor. And it kind of feels like the division this season too, where it's close and you you come so close and you don't give up when things look bad. But at the same time too, it's just you get to within the cusp and then everything just kind of goes away. I think this game was was pretty emblematic of that. And it's hard because, you know, you, you don't want to watch what Chicago does tonight and think the Twins can't replicate that in a come-from-behind win. But um, I don't know. I mean, again, they just so close yet so far away. It, it's so frustrating. And, um, yeah, at the same time, too, though, they made it worth staying up for. As of right now, your division odds on Fangraphs, Guardians 41%. White Sox are up to 35% because they've won eight of their last 11 with Miguel Cairo at the helm uh, in place of Tony La Russa. The Twins are down to 24%, and they fell to third place tonight. We heard it a lot. Mm -hmm. This team will be in first place by next week. They're finally in third place for the first time since April 22nd, per our friend Aaron Gleeman. For the first time in months, that's April. It's September, five months they're now in third place in the American League Central. It's been a slow bleed, Brandon. They didn't collapse in two weeks. It's been a slow bleed, and all of a sudden the Sox have passed them in the standings, which seemed really hard to believe a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how slowly you bleed if you bleed right. out. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's kind of where they're at right now. So it's, um, you know, again, it's just the heartbreaking game that is baseball, and it's – it gives and it takes, and I feel like right now it's just it's taking a lot more than it's giving for Twins fans. And so I understand the frustration, and especially, too, against Cleveland this season. The Let's see, the last three wins for Cleveland have been by a combined four runs, and then before that there was a 3-2 win in there. I mean, it's just been a team that has gotten it done when the Twins haven't. So, um, you know, they should send the Twins a fruit basket or give Emilio Pagan a playoff share. I don't know. It's, it's been frustrating, but you see how the, the Yankees own the twins lately. And in same fashion, I feel like in division play, even though the series doesn't look that, um, that wide of a gap, it just feels like Cleveland has, has gotten by right when they've needed to against the twins this season. Aaron Sanchez pitched tonight, as we said, so that leaves Sunday starter up for, I don't know who. Apparently, they have a plan. It's not going to be Aaron Sanchez. Any idea, Brandon, who uh, who could make that start Sunday against Shane Bieber? I mean, let's see. Does it get you to where Louis Varland is an option? Because if he that came be, up. No, because he pitched Wednesday. So that would be Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, That would be his fourth day. Yeah, so it's not going to be him. I wonder, is Bailey Oberclose? Is Josh Winder But I'm thinking that he should pitch for the Twins Sunday. <laughs> Who's that? Over. They have over lined up to pitch Sunday yeah. for the Saints. Um, but I yep. would like to see him make that start in Minneapolis. May as well. I mean, if it's not going to be too much of a risk, you know, at this point, health wise, and if they're already, you know, if he's already pitching for St. Paul, there's not that much risk involved. I I think it's a good idea. But for all we know, it could be Randy Dobnak piggybacking someone else. It could be a lot of things, but yeah, I think Ober makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, they like you said, they must have a plan because um, right now it was uh, it was very surprising to see Sanchez come into the game when he did. 
Josh Miner's supposed to start Saturday for the Saints. It'll be interesting to see what the Twins do because Jacob says he's got to take the next two. I was hoping we get a series win this weekend. Uh, the Twins have historically owned Tristan McKenzie, and he's going to pitch Saturday against Chris Archer. That by no means is that a gimme. McKenzie's been awesome this year, but he has had problems with the Twins, has had problems with the long ball against the Twins. Carlos Gray hit two homers off him that last time Cleveland played at Target Field, and uh, the Twins will face McKenzie. What are you expecting Saturday, Brandon? Well, and just kind of based on what I've seen and how you describe him, it kind of sounds McKenzie like McKenzie's just a young version of Chris Archer. Chris Archer when he was young and had his issues was he'd give up some homers. He'd be a little inconsistent, but the stuff was obviously there, the big time talent and, and that sort of thing. But when I see McKenzie, um, <laughs> you assume that he's not standing sideways because <laughs> he's such a skinny guy. Otherwise he's pretty hard to see, but um, yeah, big time stuff. Just another guy in their Basically their, um, their shop of just churning out very good quality, big league pitchers. And so, um, you know, a lot of times you can't really look at what's happened in the past, especially the recent past for pitchers like that, because young pitchers develop and learn things so rapidly. So even if you feel like the twins own a guy or have, have really fared well against them with how fast young guys like him improve, um, you know, it might be all for not. So hopefully they come out, uh, you know, have a really good effort. It's going to be a nationally televised game. So you want to look better than you did um, last time you're on national TV when I think Nick Gordon and uh, Jermaine Palacios had to, to close it out. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Twins lose the opener. Brandon, thank you, Jacob. Thanks for the comments. Thanks everybody for joining us. Or if you're listening after the fact, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back. Thanks so much, Brandon. And we'll see you soon.